Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Epperhart. And I just want to remind you, the purpose of this podcast is really uh, the theme that we use in our, and we're talking about money mastery, it's really how to make sense of making money for making a difference. And it's learning how to partner with God and seeing a kingdom impact in the earth, because it's really about making a difference. It's not about what we can have. But most people in the body of Christ today, uh, many of them are told they can prosper and it's good to prosper, but most of the time we're not told how to prosper. So really the purpose of this podcast as we move forward is going to be teaching you how to build wealth for uh, making a difference uh, in the earth and in the world. So no matter what country you're from listening to this particular podcast, remember that you can go to wealthbuilders.org and we have we, I think we have six or seven years, I'll have to be corrected and make sure I know, but six or seven years of blogs that you can go to free uh, and be able to read that we're ta- teaching you how to build wealth. And then also remember that we actually have online courses that you can take on the subject of building wealth. We have everything from real estate to finding your purpose. Uh, we have investment mastery courses. We have real estate mastery courses. We have Finding, you know, as I said, finding your purpose. So you can go to wbuniversity.online, wbuniversity.online. Now, everything on the wealthbuilders.org as far as blogs and all of that information, we also have, as I say, a debt-free calculator that's on at wealthbuilders.org. We also have a real estate investment calculator, many other tools to help you. But if you really want to take courses, you can go to wbuniversity.online. Now, we finished in the last podcast talking about chapter two from the book, Money Mastery. We talked about God's purpose for wealth. And in there, we shared uh, the scripture, uh, Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse 18 says, remember the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you the power to get wealth. Now, you know, some translations say the power to acquire wealth or the power to create wealth. And those other translations that say that really give us an insight in the fact that wealth doesn't just fall off our head like ripe cherries off a tree. There is a way, and I'll come back to this at some other podcast in the future in more detail, but really, and there's two primary ways that wealth comes to your life. You either acquire it or you create it. Now, we know, for example, in some places in Western nations, and we have we have it here in the U.S., some states do, where people can win the lottery. So wealth can also come by winning it, for example, in a lottery or inheriting it. But when you're starting, for example, let's say from scratch, the two primary ways of learning is you have to acquire wealth or you have to create wealth. And so, for example, if you think about companies, let's say in the U.S., like say Amazon, 
that actually Jeff Bezos created Amazon from scratch. He started the company from scratch and he created it. His wealth came, of course, through the equity or the value of the company that in what he owned, the number of shares he owned. The same with Bill Gates, for example, in, in Microsoft. But many people don't, don't realize that, say, Warren Buffett, the, the majority of what Warren Buffett has built, he did that through acquiring. And what he would do is go in and buy whole companies, not just the stock. You know, many people know that, for example, he likes uh, stocks like Coca-Cola, and he buys those, and he's a big stockholder. But really, he buys companies, say, like a Dairy Queen or Jim Clayton Homes that he purchased, and he actually brought, so he acquired it, but then he brought his managers and his capital to the table to cause the value of those things to increase. And I'll talk about that later, but just remember it's the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you the power to either create wealth or to to acquire wealth. And we talk about, we'll talk about in more detail later in one of the other podcasts about how you do that. We covered really the uh, what I call, when we talk about God's purpose for wealth, we talked about Jewish economic theory. And we talked about the five foundations. Foundation number one, participation in the creative process. Foundation number two was what we talked about in the previous podcast, protection of private property. Foundation number three was the accumulation of wealth is a virtue. The Jewish mindset, they see it that way. Foundation number four was caring for the needy the importance of that, but not just to create a dependency. Remember that the needy have on us to help. There's always time. Jesus said the poor you'll always have with you. So there's always a time to give aid to the needy. But people really, the needy really need, instead of us just giving them a fish, they need to be taught how to fish in their country so they can they can build wealth and, and bring the good to the society they live in. And then foundation number five, the last foundation, is limited government, understanding that the government is here to serve, not to dominate. Now, as we continue with this idea of the Jewish mindset, and remember the Bible is written from that perspective, is that there is a concept, uh, and it's a totally a Jewish uh, concept, it's called tikkun olam. Now, for my Jewish friends that are listening, you know that my pronunciation of tikkun olam is is I, I was raised on phonetics and um, understanding, so I don't say it the way the Jewish, but for me, it's spelled T-I-K-K-U-N, and then the next word is O-L-A-M, so I call it Tikkun Olam. It really means perfecting the world, and there there is a concept, that concept of Tikkun Olam is a concept that many Christians need to have, and really, you know, in understanding that, when we even look at the word worship, in in the especially in the Old Testament, we find out one of the primary words for worship in the Old Testament actually means work. So, in other words, the Jewish mindset was they saw themselves when they come to work, when they go to work, when they're working in their own business, they see that as a form of worship to God. And so, one of the concepts of the Olam actually took. Um, from the from the concept uh, of the book that's called Jewish the Jewish Secrets Revealed, it was by Rabbi Celso Kukukorn. I might have butchered that name, and he said this. But one of the great differences that set Jews apart from other cultural groups is that we see our wealth as a means to partner with God, 
as a way to bring God's kingdom into this earth, a concept that we call to con olam, perfecting the world. So that mindset, he said, that sets Jews apart from other cultural groups is when they build wealth, they see that as a way that gives them, uh, I'm, you know, here's what I would say is not only as a means to partner with God, but a much better way to partner with God because they have the resources to really help people and the resources to empower people, not only to give them a fish, but also to teach them how to fish. Now, the concept that I want to bring out to you here in this podcast is, he said, we call to Kanodom perfecting the world. Now, remember, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, I can't, excuse me, Matthew chapter 6, and in verse 10 and 11, Jesus said, when in the Lord's Prayer, he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth, even as it is in heaven. So there is a way that we partner with God, for example, with our will, where we can see the world, we can see the world become better as we use that to help people, to empower people, and we see thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth, even as it is in heaven. And then the rabbi goes on, and there's another quote here that I, that I want to give you, in talking about the Jewish mindset. He says, to be religious Jews, we're not supposed to isolate ourselves on a mountaintop and meditate, nor are we to take vows of poverty. Rather, we are supposed to get out into the world, interact with it. And I love this, this, uh, <laughs> this phrase he, here he used. He said, and elevate the mundane, elevate the mundane. The meaning of tikkun olam is, in fact, we repair the world by elevating it to the holy. Wow, that is a powerful statement. We repair the world. So this idea of tikkun olam, if you could see the planet Earth, just kind of do that in your mind right now. If you see the planet Earth and then you see, just take a picture in your mind of God's hands being completely around planet earth just here's god and he's got his hands completely around the earth and then you see yourself in a different country or different place or different state and you see yourself working and you know using work as worship so to speak but you're partnering with god god hands are around the earth to cause the things to work cause the things to develop to cause you to have favor to cause you to be blessed but then you're working in the earth and you're partnering with God for his purpose and his will to be done, that's the traditional meaning of tikkun olam. That, watch this now, we are elevating the mundane. We're going into situations in the earth. We're going into them where there's poverty. We're going into them in cases where there's sickness. We're going or disease. We're going into those places, and we're repairing them. We're causing them to be elevated. That's why I'm excited, for example, I've mentioned Tricor Global. Because we're able to see people literally come out of poverty. We've seen that because of empowering them financially. you got to remember, there's not capital. Many developing countries, there's no availability of capital. And if there is, the interest rate on the capital is so crazy, especially with money, what we call, would call the traditional uh, high-interest money lenders. Sometimes they're charging uh, several thousand percent a year for people to borrow money. Because it's small amounts of money. And so, you know, for example, in, in developing countries and around the world sometimes, you know, for example, if somebody borrows a dollar that day and they use that dollar to buy a chicken and go sell it, 
they have to pay $2 back. Well, that's 100% interest in one day. If you were to multiply that, for example, over a period of 365 days, it would be astronomical. So the, the idea here is, is we empower people. And that's all, not only through lending, it's through education, it's through helping them in different ways, but they need to be empowered. That's the meaning of Tekun Olam. And so when Jesus again said that, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. I'll end this podcast today talking about a story, and this is an absolute true story. Several years ago, I was in, um, in Africa, and I was meeting with someone. I won't say what country, but I was meeting in Africa. I think I told the country probably in some of the other illustrations. But I was meeting with a minister, a pastor, who actually had a large church there. The pastor was from uh, the, the USA, and he was telling me about an interesting thing. He was put... Uh, as being the primary host who was to coordinate other pastors for a very famous evangelist who held a crusade. And in that crusade, they had over a million people who came, for example, in one night that were standing in these huge fields. And this evangelist from America that came, they had over 300,000 people who came forward uh, for salvation that were that came forward during this crusade, which is a tremendous harvest. But what happened, he said, when we began to follow up on those who came forward for salvation, he said there was another religious group, uh, not, not Christian, that came in behind the crusade, and they started targeting the new converts. They only targeted the new converts, and they actually, this is an absolute true story, they actually gave them offered to them microfinance loans, and many of them uh, converted, walked away from their decision to follow Christ, and started following, for example, this other religion. And he was making the point that their strategy was totally different. And his point was that we had a crusade mentality, but many people in developing nations, we must be born again, But what happens is we continue to preach the gospel of salvation, but we forget to preach or practice the gospel of the kingdom. And he said many of them, when we begin to do the follow-up with with, uh, quite a few, you know, there was hundreds of pastors that were doing this follow-up. As we began to do the follow-up, he said, we realized we had to have not just a gospel of salvation mindset, but we had to have a gospel of the kingdom mindset. Now, let me say this. I heard him say, he told me that directly over dinner one night that that had happened. I was astonished by that. But if you think about it, many times we have the wrong mindset that we need to understand when we talk about to con Odom, that we're to partner with God. People must be born again. Jesus said that. So I don't want to in any way uh, diminish the fact that we're talking about that you must be born again. We want to partner with God. Um, in the earth, but also there has to be the gospel of the kingdom where we understand that people's lives need to be helped, challenged and helped, and empowered while they're here in the earth. So this is Billy Epperhart. I wanted to share with you this on God's purpose for wealth, and I just want to remind you as we come to an end here in this podcast that you can go to wealthbuilders.org. All the blogs and other tools we've talked about are free on there. But you can also go to wbuniversity.online, wbuniversity.online. Well, I appreciate you listening. Thank you.
and I'll see you or hear with you, talk to you right back here on another podcast. Bye-bye. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.